If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spoofy, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the premier podcast for God's Internet Church podcast. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. God Internet Church is a Pentecostal church online that will inspire and help people find God. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast. And now we are to the point where we're going to be starting our Bible study here on this premiere episode of God's Internet Church Podcast. So if you got a Bible, I suggest you get it and open it up to the book of Job, chapter number one. And what we're going to do here, we're going to, I'm going to share with you four thoughts out of chapter 1 that God showed on my mind on this, pod, this um, podcast. So Job chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 1. It says, There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God. And screw evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was seven thousand sheep and three thousand camels and five hundred yoke of oxen and five hundred she-donkeys and a very great household so that this man was greatest in of all men of the east. And his sons went and feasted in their houses every one his, his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and drink and with them. And it was so, when the days their feastings were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them, and rose up early in the morning, and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may that my sons have sinned, and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job mm, continuously. Mm. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came along among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, When that comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, from waking, walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that fears God and screws evil? And Satan answered the Lord and said, Don't Job fear God for nothing? 
nothing? Has not thou made a hedge about him and about his house, and about that he has on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thy hand now, and touch all that he has, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he has is in thy power, and upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And it came, and there came a messenger unto Job, and took them away. Yea, they were slain, and the servants which edge of the sword, and I am the only one to tell you escape. While he was yet speaking, there came another, and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven, and burned up the sheep, and consumed servants and consumed them and only one that escaped to tell thee while yet speaking there was another and said the chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and carried them away yea and slain the servants and the edge of the sword i am the only one alone to tell thee while he was yet speaking came another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking while in wine in their elders' brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness, and smote it the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they they are dead. And I am the only escaped to tell thee. Then Job rose up his remnant in his mantle, and shaved his head, fell down on the ground, and worshipped, and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In, the, in all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Dear Heavenly Father, I just ask you right now to be with us as we go through this first chapter of Job. I just ask you to be with us and let every word that I say be what you want and not what I want. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, like I said, there was four things I observed when I was reading and studying for this podcast. And the first one is... Job prayed for his kids' sins. Now, back in the book of Job, chapter 1, early in the chapter, it tells us that Job inquired them to come. Okay? And they don't specifically say that specifically, but I think he gathered them together. And we got to look back at some things here, some background here. In these days, Jesus was not born. And in these days, Jesus didn't die on the cross for our sins at Calvary. And in these days, priest or head of households, which I'll explain in a minute, would sacrifice 
throughout the year for their sins. Okay? And they were sacrificed animals. Okay? Now, we find out here that Job's kids would gather together frequently, drink wine, and have fun. And basically, like teens today in college, or even younger, they get together and they party. Now, sometimes when these things are going on, these kids are partying today, or kids are partying in them days, when you're under an influence, influence of alcohol or drugs, it can make you do things in your character that you might not normally do. So Abraham, um, so Job was kind of, you know, worried about his kids' actions. So he would gather them together and he would do sacrifices unto them, unto God you know, through the meat offerings to, in a sense, ask God to forgive his kids for what they did. He kind of treated himself as the high priest of the family, even though he wasn't a priest. But we know in these days that the temple was in Jerusalem and, and he was in the land of Oz, so that was quite a distance to go to church every morning. Now, they did have kind of uh, synagogues in cities near them. But it sounds like Job lived more in the wilderness. And it was far away probably to go to the synagogue. So he took care. They kind of worshipped at home. So after he dealt with his son's his sons and daughters sins and the sacrifices and if God accepted it you know there were certain ways that God showed that he accepted it so he every day would make sure his kids sins were forgiven now a side note here even though we got Jesus as our savior us parents need to make sure when we know our kids are sinning when we know our kids are doing wrong, we need to go and confront them and lovingly and get them to go to God and ask for forgiveness. We don't need a priest for that or the church. But we should, you know, if we do have sins that we have to deal with in our lives, and we haven't dealt with them until we got to church. We need to deal with them when we're at church. Okay. Now, after that said and done, there was a certain day that the devil and the angels would come before God. Okay. And there was a conversation between God and the devil in the in about mid chapter of Job chapter 1. And this conversation was, as we read it, was, have God asked Satan, or the devil, have you exerted my servant Job? Okay? In your travels. And the devil said, yes. And the devil came back and said to God, 
he wouldn't be serving you if you take everything he had away from him. He would curse you and not live for you anymore. Well, see, there's one thing we got to know here. When they come before God, as we see through this conversation, that the devil cannot harm us unless God allows it. Now, in this case, God was, I mean, the devil was, was challenging God in this thing. He was telling him that basically Job would just basically give up on God and not serve him anymore. And he wouldn't be one that shunned evil. Okay. Well, God took him up on the challenge. He says, you can touch everything that Job has, but not his life. Okay. So, the devil took the challenge. He left. And the devil attacked Job. And we're told of the stories of his of his, his daughter's house is burning up and killing everyone inside but one servant. We're told about all of his livestock being killed by fire, being stowed by neighboring nations countries were told that the eldest sons the eldest son's house and the other brothers were drinking and having wine and feasting in the elder brother's house and the windstorm came and knocked the house down and killed them and so on basically telling us that job lost everything he lost his livestock he lost his children and everything that he required, but a hand, and all of his servants, but a handful of ones that the devil made sure were still alive to come and can report all this stuff. Now, I don't know about you. You know, all of a sudden, I got all of these people coming and telling me that all this problem happening to me way after way after way, one on one another. It's going to rattle us. But Job did something here that we need to do in our lives. Job did something that a lot of us won't do. Some of us actually... I hate to say it as Christians, turn around and actually get mad at God and curse God. And some people even leave God. Now, those Christians that did that was not really saved. Now, but then, the second point here, sometimes Christians go through that in a time because they're hurt and they're trying to get through. I remember an episode of Little House on the Prairie where Laura Ingalls Wilder 
And Amanzo had a baby boy. And the baby died of crit death. She blamed the doctor because the doctor said that the baby was fine. But, you know, crib death is not the doctor's fault. It wasn't no one's fault. But she took it out on the doctor. Why? Because she was grieving heavily. Now, sometimes as Christian, is this is kind of the exception to the first point. We get ourselves so emotional and so confused that we really don't want to deal with things that sometimes we object our anger on people instead of God. Now, she didn't take it out on God. She took it out on Dr. Baker. Now, this is not a right thing to do, but she was, you know, disturbed and emotionally disturbed at this time. And it got so bad that people in in the Walnut Grove community decided to not be around, go to Dr. Baker. They didn't trust Dr. Baker. And from some of the comments she made publicly and with the help of Mrs. Olson didn't help things, the town turned their back on Dr. Baker. Well, their first kid, Laura's first kid, on the day that uh, Dr. Baker was going to leave, came down with smallpox. So Dr. Baker stayed. He took care of the baby. The baby came through. Laura watched this doctor work, work for this baby's life until that his bones were tired, okay? And, and he was exhausted. But Laura told him, no matter what happens here, I still feel the way I feel. Well... The baby gets healed. Everything's okay. Dr. Baker is getting ready to leave Walnut Grove. Laura forgives the doctor and he stays in the town. So sometimes when we get ourselves emotionally disturbed this way, we shut down and we let the we let anger take over. But what we got to learn to do when we get into this point is go to God and ask God for help. Not take it out on people like Laura did. Because she really didn't want to see Dr. Baker go. And she knew she watched her family over the years be healed by this doctor over a lot of things. So what do we do? Well, we need to do what the next thought is. We need... To praise God even after the loss. Now, you might be saying, well, Pastor Ron, what are you talking here? What are you telling me? Are you telling me that I need to praise the Lord for the trials and the things going on in my life that are going against me? Yes. Because let me tell you something, saints. I believe this. If things are going on in your life, just like they were going on here in Job, Job was upstanding, he, he sacrificed for his kids, took care of his kids, salvation was good, and all this, that he was a threat to the kingdom of God. 
I mean, to the kingdom of the devil, excuse me, not the kingdom of the God, the kingdom of the devil. And he was a threat to the devil. So the devil decided to go to God, ask permission to attack him, to try to get him to turn away from God. But let me tell you something, saints. That ain't what happened. Because he chose to praise the Lord. He said, God giveth and God takes it away. In other words, God is in control. Now, if the devil is attacking, you got all these storms of life going on in your life. Let me tell you something, saints. This means that the devil sees you as a threat and he is attacking you. And he is attacking you hard. And why he's attacking you is because he's scared of you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to bring you down. So we need to learn when we go through these trials and these trials are coming away. We need to look at them not as God punishing us, as some people do. We need to look at these things that God is allowing the devil to attack us because the devil challenged him to see how we're going to do it. And the devil wants to bring us down. So if he's attacking us, he's trying to bring us down. That means we're doing something right. Then we need to thank God for that and still live the way God wants us to live. Okay? That's what we need to do. And that's what Job did. And I have a feeling it made... The devil mad when it didn't happen. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. That's the end of the Bible study. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back after these messages.